A colleague of mine thinks the expression Maserati SUV is an oxymoron. I don't blame him. I think of Maserati as being exotic and certainly sporty. Their tagline is luxury, sport and style cast in exclusive cars. But cars are not enough now. Most luxury brands are building SUVs. Jaguar has their F-Pace. 79% of Porsches sold in Australia are SUVs. Bentley, for heaven's sake, has the Bentayga, which means Rolls-Royce will follow soon with the Cullinan. And even Lamborghini is going to make one. Overdrive commentator Errol Smith sums it up. Should luxury and sports car brands make SUVs? Given what they generally look like, you would have to say, God no. I still rate the Porsche Cayenne as the ugliest Porsche ever made, if not the ugliest SUV. Okay, Sangyong still hasn't beat on that one, but only just. But the real reason they make them is economics. They sell. Buyers didn't care what the Cayenne looked like. It was an SUV that went like stink and it had a sports car badge on it to boot, not to mention a Porsche price tag. Once Porsche proved there was a market, the gates were open and the horses, even the raging bull, have been let loose on us all. Maserati has just launched their Levante SUV onto the Australian market. Glenn Seely, the Chief Operating Officer for Maserati Australia, New Zealand and South Africa, anticipates that 50% of Australian sales will be SUVs, which means, among other things, that 50% of new Maseratis will be diesel-powered. That isn't part of the original image. I love Maserati's heritage. They started in 1914. They have raced right up to Formula One and built some great road cars. When we went into the Sydney dealership to pick up the Levante, there were, of course, the new cars on display. But in the customer lounge area, the walls were covered in wonderful historic photos. Errol shares similar memories. About 10 years ago, one of my neighbours took me for a spin in his Maserati Coupe which was a beautiful car with an even more beautiful sound from its Ferrari V8. I recall squeezing into one of the Italian leather seats, which was then shoved into my back with great force as the naturally aspirated V8 roared and took us from nothing to the speed limit in the blink of an eye. It was luxurious, it was stylish, it was quick, and it was Italian. The first thing about the Levante is, does it look like a Maserati? Well, the front does. The current Maseratis have a low front grille that sticks out almost like pouting lips, prominent on the saloons and positively Trump-like on their Gran Turismo sports car. I think it looks better on the taller SUV. The grille is clearly in the family style, but less protruding. The back of the Levante could be any of a host of SUVs. Errol comments on the looks. I always admired Maseratis for being an Italian sports car with style. Less of the look-at-me design of a Ferrari, let alone the in-your-face looks of a Lambo, but still with eight dancing stallions under the bonnet. The best of both worlds, you might say. A Maserati, it's an Italian sports car for someone who doesn't need to tell you they drive one. Is the Levante a Maserati, though? Well, it's quick, it's luxurious, but you won't turn heads in one. It's stylish, but I think they erred a bit too much on the cautious side. Take away that distinctive Maserati badge and grille, and it could be mistaken for one of many other SUVs. It's missing just a bit too much Italian flair for my liking. But perhaps that's the goal. 
a fast luxury SUV that doesn't need to be noticed. The interior is undoubtedly plush and comfortable. I like how the screen is easy to read and use. They have made an effort to display information with some clever graphics. Not as much as the Range Rover, but I prefer simplicity to complicated information. The Maserati does have an analogue clock. I wonder if people who drive these cars will wear a waistcoat and fob watch. You can get three variants in Australia, but they all share the same drivetrain. A 3-litre V6 turbo diesel with plenty of good horsepower of 202 kilowatts and huge torque at 600 newton metres. Maseratis are renowned for their engine noise. This diesel has a little bit of burble about it rather than the usual diesel rattle, but it's not to the level of one of their screaming V8 petrol engines. The 8-speed automatic gearbox is good, but the base model does not have paddles on the steering wheel. The gear selector needs getting used to. A couple of times I thought I had put it in park, only to find it was still in reverse. The first time I discovered this was when I stopped at the front of the queue on the Wiseman's Ferry, with a small gate the only thing between me and the water. You sit comfortably in the back and can pack in a good amount of luggage. There is only a space saver spare. Maserati says the Levante is the ultimate combination of leading on-road performance and off-road capabilities. Combination is right. At the launch of the Audi SQ7 the other day, they didn't even bother to mention off-road capability, whereas Range Rover will regale you with the details of their clever technology to handle most of the things off the beaten track. Maserati is somewhere in between. We drove it around a test track in the dry and in the wet. It's still a big vehicle and you have to work hard to set the car up to avoid heavy understeer, but with the power going firstly to the back wheels and only to the front wheels when needed, you can drive in a spirited style. Off-road? Well, the publicity shots still have the vehicle in rather pristine condition, but we did go along some tracks and the four-wheel drive system was quick to pick the benefit of giving some power to the front wheels. We know that most SUVs will not go off-road, and I think the Maserati four-wheel drive system will be used in limited situations such as towing. This is the first Maserati to have an optional factory tow pack. Down by the water, perhaps on the dirt road to your farmhouse, or when going to the snow. Three out of four of these occasions are a great chance to show off the Maserati badge. Passive safety, such as airbags, is there in force, but active safety, how to help you avoid an accident, is not class-leading. There is no automatic emergency braking system, for example. The price range is rather narrow. The base model starts at $140,000 plus on-road costs. You can certainly get an Audi or Mercedes or even a base model Porsche SUV for less, but the top-of-the-line luxury Maserati starts at just $160,000 plus on-roads. You can pay much more for other high-spec brands. By comparison, you can get a Maserati saloon for a similar base price, but they go up to $346,000 or even $355,000 for a soft top. So, in summary, you pay for a brand name like Mercedes or Audi, but you will pay more to get an entry-level Maserati Levante SUV badge. 
but it's an enjoyable ride with a sense of style. Oh, and just one more thing. In 2014, they showed the Alfieri concept car. Dear Maserati, sell as many SUVs as you need to. I understand that. But please build this car. <laughs>